You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th. And it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose. And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Hey guys, welcome everyone to uh, our second How to Be More Chill Live. Sam and I are so ecstatic and grateful to the Broadway Pac- Podcast Network for giving us this opportunity to share one of the most extraordinary and special talents uh, working in the musical theater, who is at the very beginning of what I promise you is going to be a very long career. But we have the uh, London productions of Be More Chills, Miracle Chance, joining us today. So excited to talk to her. So as my friend Sam says, Miracle Chance, let's do this. Let's do this. (laughs) Yeah. Hello. Hi, yes. Miracle. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Miracle. So great. London. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having I me. Believe it. Where are you? Who are you quarantining with? And how are you? First. Well, I'm. I'm actually. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm in London. Uh, so it's like 8 p.m. here. Um, I'm in North London. And um, I've got my merch, obviously. Ready to go. Um, and um, I'm quarantining with my, my boyfriend, actually, who's doing a pub quiz in the other room. Really? Yeah. Like a pub, guys, quiz? a pub, a pub quiz? A pub quiz from a magazine or? You know, like a pub quiz. You know, like pubs. Oh, pub quiz. Uh, yeah. Got it, yeah. Mm-hmm. You no, know, they have like a Guinness or a pint. Yeah. So we have them, we've been doing them on like on Zoom, you know, you can have like a, you know, you sit down at the pub, you have your peanuts, your pint, and you, you answer questions. Oh, so like trivia. I think we're, I think the American, I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Is, he, is he an actor also? No, he's actually a, a musician and he's um, a stand-up comedian as well. Aww. Yeah. We yeah. should have told him that if he has any trouble answering any questions, he can like pop in and it's like the lifeline phone a friend. <laughs> And you can like utilize the whole internet to answer his question. And yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure everyone would be really, really good at that as well. No, he's um, it's a really hard pub quiz as well. His family, I keep on doing it, and I can't get any of the questions right. Only if they're like theatre related, Shakespeare related, I'm fine. But anything else? <laughs> oh my god, I feel you. I know, but yeah, he's um, he's in a band called Area Eleven. 
Yeah. Cool. All right. Awesome. So guys, area 11, are they, is there music on SoundCloud and spot like everywhere? Wonderful music is heard. It is indeed. You can, okay. you can, you can find them. Um, yeah, you can find them anywhere you like. He's, um, they've got, they've got a lot of, um, variation of music. So I'll, I'll, I'll leave that there and let you guys uh, check that out. <laughs> that sounds great. Um, we, uh, we got to hear about you, um, from your director, Stephen Brackett, when he came on the podcast and he was just ecstatic, like truly ecstatic about his London cast. And so Sam and I know like exactly how, where we were, what time it was when we got to learn about you joining the cast. But can you just share with us, because we're obsessed, how did you come to hear of Noah, like the words, be more chill? How did that come to you? And tell us everything about how you discovered this musical. Okay, I will. I will. I'm excited to tell you. Um, so I, um, so I actually have a few friends who are American, um, and I, you know, I kind of heard of Be More Chill a bit before. Just you know, as you are, you know, you're in the industry. Um, Michael in the bathroom, obviously, went quite quite viral. Um, awesome song, and uh, I'd heard I've heard of that one song, but I hadn't like delved into the Be More Chill world yet. Um, I got the audition through. Uh, and at the time I was, I think I was in like Eastbourne, which is this kind of seaside town in England, you know, um, and I got the audition through for Be More Chill. And I was like, I just, that was it. I was like, right, I've got to delve into it. Like, who's this character? Who is Christine? Like, so I was listening to I Love Play Rehearsal and all of, all of the soundtrack. And I was like, wow, like this is such an awesome acting role. Like, you can flex your muscles so much in this role. And I kind of like was hearing the stuff on like on loop, all of the tracks on the soundtrack. And I was like, it's really like sticking in my head, you know? Um, so I went in for my first audition and I actually had like literally no, no voice, um, like it gone. Um, and <laughs> was for your first oh, no. rehearsal? My first audition for the show. Audition. Wait, so you didn't have to put yourself on tape. Like you when you only went into the audition room when they when the uh, creative team was here, was there, I should say. Uh, yeah, so they did like um, a first round where it was the casting director in England and a, um, a musical supervisor in England who was kind of seeing the auditions and we had the MD in the room as well. Okay. And, um, it was kind of like a you know, a first round, see if you're kind of appropriate. And then the creative team were going to come over and, and do what I'm going to call the Be More Chill Boot Camp. It quite <laughs> was. And so for that audition, do you come in with a prepared song that you sing or is it a song from the show? Yeah, so it was like, I bring a couple of, of pop songs. Um, but on the day I'd actually, I mean, and it's funny because you never tell these stories, do you? You know, you never you never dream of telling your casting director, well, this is what happened. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. I, I was um I was doing the Rocky Horror Show at the time, um, and we were in Eastbourne, or, or I can't remember we were somewhere, and I lost my voice completely. It was the Monday, and um, on tour you travel on the Monday, and you you go you go to kind of do the show. And I called up my MD in the morning, and I said I I've, I've got this audition today, but I've got literally no voice, and I woke up at like six a.m. <laughs> I was like, what do I do? I really love this show. Oh no, what am I gonna do? Um, so I just thought, you know what, I've got to make a bold choice. I've just got to make them laugh 
any way I possibly can. And I've just got to show them that I'm bold and I'm I'm happy. Come on, I'm I'm, I'm just gonna do something bold and be Christine. And uh, I I went in there, I took my son. I, I quite frankly screeched it. Um, I screeched it. <laughs> but you know, I made a joke afterwards. I'm really sorry, really, really sorry for screeching it. Um, but it went what all right. What did you sing? I I sang "Girls Just Want to Have Fun." <laughs> perfect. Cool. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. yeah perfect. But, yeah. I made it kind of like hip hoppy, no, <laughs> cool. I love also that the that audition story already so far is just so Christine Canigula. It's like exactly what she would have done in that situation. Just go in and make them laugh, struggle through it. Um, um, no, it was awful. And, and they said, oh, do, do you think you can manage another one? And I thought, uh, I was like coughing. And they went, no, maybe just do scales. Maybe just do scales. I was like, yeah, just do some scales. Um, but that was fine. And then, and then the boot camp uh, uh, started, and uh, we got to meet the wonderful Chase, um, the choreographer of the show. And uh, wow, we did three three routines. We did more than survive. Um, we did oh not smartphone hour no it was it was we did the jump style which we call it jump style in the middle of halloween and we did army one wow so this is your callback this is my callback yeah throw you into like a major dance call oh it was like and I'm giving you like everyone was giving it a hundred and ten. Like I think it was like three hours long. I'm I'm pretty sure it was about three hours long. Yeah. And what wow. else did you have to do? Did you have to sing for anyone? Did it was it just the choreography that they were really focused on at the first callback? Yeah. So the first callback, I think they wanted to see how you could tell the story of the characters because there's only like 10 characters in the show and each of them are very heavily featured and it's a very much an ensemble right. piece, you know to tell the story and so Ch- chase's choreography is so detailed and it's very precise and with all the script stuff it's got to all be like very dynamic but then when you're because we're playing all the ensemble as well you've got to tell such a story that maybe you you know normally you wouldn't have to playing the character as well so it's like how do we do that through line of being the character at the school you're following each character story at the school and then you're in a squip outfit you know you're you're being very rich <laughs> totally <laughs> so I'm just curious when you first read the script because you and I chatted for a second before we went live and I mm-hmm. had seen that you had lived in LA for a year um yeah. You know, in talking to Scott Follin and other people involved in the British production, there were a lot of things in the script that they were sent that they really didn't kind of understand the references. Um, They were just really American. And I don't know if things switched to kind of more British pop culture from American pop culture once you were already in rehearsal or if that started before you even saw the script. But Sam and I are just so curious, like when you read it, um, or even you, listening to the cast recording. Yeah, like, like, were there things it, you were just like, what does that even mean? Because it's such yeah. an American pop culture reference. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm laughing the How to Be More Chill logo, like a red solo cup. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't even know. What's that? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we're laughing. I didn't even think of that. That's amazing, right? Yeah. That, I guess that is such an American, like, party 
thing around color that. Exactly. Wow. And you see all, you, you know, we've watched so much American TV and so many American films and we see these parties and that's such, that is so iconic, the, yeah. the red solo cup, but like no, none of us knew that that's what it was called. <laughs> Right. Wow. Yeah, and I guess I had I actually had an advantage. Like I knew what Mountain Dew was because I trained in America for a year, so I knew. I kind of I think I did know the references, but I I didn't also didn't want to be like, oh well, I know the references because there were people who like maybe didn't, and you know things like Hot Pockets was like one where. Stephen Brackett as well, like he was like so shocked if we didn't know anything. Like he was, it was so funny. Like he really makes me laugh. He was like, what, what? You don't know what a hot pocket is? Like, what are we gonna change it to? And um, what, what's the, the the Italian restaurant? It was- um, Oh, was Sabaro. Sabaro. I didn't what know What was that. it in your production? Um, Pizza Hut. Oh, okay, all right. A very international brand. What about yeah. your American accent? Was that something you had done before? Was that something that was nerve wracking for you? Um, I actually really like the American accent. Like, I, it sounds really weird, but I find it almost more comfortable to play characters that are American because I feel like I can make a, a, a more bold choice and step into the character which is further away from myself. So. With um, I, I've done Footloose before as well, which kind of has a really great accent, and especially for ad living, it's just it's just so much fun. It's just yeah. so, <laughs> so it's much like fun. what they say about act, in acting class, where like a mask helps you really like when you do um, acting with a mask, that it really helps you like feel freer and make bolder choices. I, I would I would I'm realizing as you say that that maybe an accent sort of provides that uh, vocally, where you can sort of have that you're putting something on automatically with your voice so then it's easier to kind of make a bolder choice too I guess absolutely and feel like someone else yeah and it's a really weird one like I honestly think when I play an American I my character feels more like rich in texture I know that sounds really odd but um for like British stuff I kind of feel like I'm oh I'm struggling a bit with this character and I, I really enjoy you know, even having a really twangy accent when it's American or, you know, um, uh, when I did Rocky Horror, it was a little bit more, it had that kind of New York touches to it too. So I actually, I like it. Like you say, it's like a mask and you kind of, you get into it the more and especially if it's a bold role, it's, it just helps you. So when I they love sent that. you the audition, did they say use an American accent for the audition? Yeah, I think like, it, it's an American show and mm -hmm. it's, it's great. And, you know, um, one of my friends, um, Britt, actually absolutely loves the novel. And um, in the audition process, I was I was talking to her about it and it was really get, great to get her opinion, you know, growing up there and being a teenager and actually, you know, reading Be More Chill and and stuff like that. So it was it was awesome. But um, but the, the first material round audition was, I, I mean, the team were just so nice and you walked in and it was like, they were just so lovely. It was so lovely. So how did you find out you got the part? Well, I'd actually, so the week before I closed Rocky Horror in, in Edinburgh um, at one of the biggest theaters in Europe. And I don't know if you guys have seen the Rocky Horror show, but it's, 
it's so much fun. Um, and uh, I just remember being buzzing, but what I was doing was I, it was our last week and I was getting up for the recalls. So I was going, getting up at 5 in the morning in oh. Edinburgh, flat, um, getting the train down to London for the recalls. And um, I think I had like two that week. Um, no, yeah, three actually that week. So Monday, Wednesday and Friday were all being chill auditions. Um, got on the got there had to do my recall then get a flight back to edinburgh do the show then go back to my you know my accommodation how, how long is that train ride it's five hours oh my yeah. god so you're training it down and then flying back yeah because it was the only way to get back from the, for the show on the same yeah. day and like make it all work oh yeah my god yeah oh my That's god amazing. you yeah. were so exhausted I was so exhausted that it made all my scene choices just so much more weird. So yeah, yeah. It kind of worked. And I never worked, you know, obviously you work really hard for auditions. Um, but I don't think I've ever worked as hard as I did that week for, for this this audition because I mean, you know, you you want every job, but I really wanted this job and I also was exhausted. So <laughs> I was so you know, you've got tunnel vision when that kind of happens. Yeah. So what was the key for you that unlocked Christine? Like, what was either the physical thing? Like, what was the thing when you were either going to the recalls, and we call them callbacks here, but it's recall in, in London. Sounds very cool. They call them recalls. Um, it's recall from now on. I'm never yeah. saying callback again. I love it. I love um, it. Yeah. Like, when were you like, and were you seeing all the other people who were also auditioning? Could you like hear each other and see each other? Or was it kind of like the Christines were separate? Um, yeah, no, I don't think they separated us. Um, I, I just happened to never bump into, I don't think. I mean, in the dance recalls, obviously there would have been. But you weren't hearing other Christine auditions. I, I didn't hear one Christine audition. Right, it's all yours. So when yeah. was the thing where you like, oh, this just unlocked whatever I needed to kind of full on inhabit this person? To be honest, I yeah, I trained in uh, America and my, my best friend, this is actually really funny, my best friend, uh, Christine. <laughs> Caligula. <laughs> um, Weird. <laughs> so funny. She was my um, roommate. I went to Idlewild Arts Academy and she was my, my roommate there and she was a theatre major, you know, and she walked in the first day. She had these crazy, like, lemon sunglasses and we all had to do a monologue and she did this one called The Raptor and she kind of, okay, she's doing this. And as soon as I, I got the material through, I just thought, it's Christine, yeah. It's, you know, and um, I think what was really amazing was I I was able to because I was playing quite a bold role on stage every night. Anyway, at the time I was playing Columbia, I had this scene in Rocky Horror where she breaks down, she cries, she gets stunned by a a, a, a gas gun, and then she just goes like bananas basically around the stage. And because I was making these bold choices every night and finding this depth in, in Colombia, I felt when I was able to go to these recalls and take Stephen's notes, the more Stephen was like, you know, find the integrity and the part or, you know, the, the comedy and the kookiness is there and let's just find where this realness comes from. Yeah, her heart. Her heart. And, and I think 
it's very easy. I think at first I thought, oh, you know, comedy song or character song or this. And I think the moment that I was kind of giving the note about finding the heart and looking into kind of where she's coming from and the pressures that she was feeling. And, you know, you think back to when you're that age and you completely relate. You're like, yeah, there's so much pressure. We all feel it. Like, am I, what do I want to be? Where am I going to go to uni or college or, you know, am I going to live up to everything that I want for myself and, and more? And on top of that, the, the whole high school thing. And I think as soon as I came from, it came from that place, I, I knew that the rest of the character was kind of there, the, the comedy and, and the, the kind of quirky behaviors. I, I was like, yeah, I got it. I think. Let's I go on. Yeah. She, she does have that integrity from early on and just sort of stays the course throughout the entire trajectory of, of the plot of that show, which is fascinating to me. I never really thought about that. Christine yeah. is such a heroine. She's, interestingly, she's the against the grain character. Actually, Joe Iconis um, is the one who kind of said that to me, is throughout the whole show, everyone is, have they have their anxieties and, and things like that and voices in their head. And Christine does have that, but she stays who she is throughout the whole show. And it's, yeah, I just think it's it's really beautiful where everyone else is like, I'm gonna change and I need to do this. And and she's against the grain. She's like, no, I don't I don't need to change. And actually there's a couple of scenes, you know, with Jeremy that she has where she goes, I can't, I can't deal with this because, you know, you know, you're being like this and yeah, I can't even remember anymore because I'm like, what were the lines? I was like, I'm gonna think of the line, I'm gonna say yeah. it. And I was like, hang on, I can't remember the lines. <laughs> well, yeah. Luckily you don't have to go on tonight. And if you did, it would all be right there. Can yeah. I ask you, because I think of your name and is that a stage name or is that a name that you were born with? It's actually um, my birth name. Um, yeah, my, my parents, uh, quite bohemian you know they thought why not we'll call a miracle give a chance as a surname um yeah which is kind of funny because i think because i'm an actress people think that i may have changed my name to miracle chance well, <laughs> um, no. it, we're sam and i are obsessed with your name and i'm so mad i have two kids and i'm mad that i didn't name them both miracle and maybe it's not too late <laughs> but I think that when you walk into a room with a name like that, like from very early on, there's um, there's a way in which you have to figure out how you're going to handle that. Like they gave you a very big name to yeah. deal with from, yeah. a, from the minute you were sort of aware of that. And I think about like what, how that must have affected you, right? Like there was no way to be under the wire in any room that you walked into the minute someone heard your name. And I'm curious, yeah. like, and that's so Christine in a way, but, yeah. but what was that like for you? And how do you, what does that mean to you to have that name? I, I actually like have thought about this a lot in the last few, few years, maybe more than like I've acknowledged it before. Um, there's a name for it. I can't remember. Somebody told me there was actually a name for what this means when you grow when you grow into your name. Um, mm. but I can't remember who it was, but um, like self fulfilling prophecy in some way, like this idea of yeah. And it's it's bizarre because actually, you know, it, it's all the small things that come with it. For example, when you meet someone, you say what your name is. They're nine times out of ten, they're going to go what. They're gonna have a reaction to it. They're gonna go, oh, that's 
more unusual name or oh that's a strange name or and you know and, and, and having that all your life as a, as a kid until now actually you expect the reaction and you kind of start to become what people think of your name because you're like oh well all these people are saying well that's a nice name and, and that's unusual and then you're kind of like oh well maybe I am unusual or you kind of grow into the name because of the reactions that other people are gonna have and and you feel like yeah I I, I have to I, like I don't know I, I guess I couldn't just be like you say about like beige every time you walk into a room it yeah right. it's really weird and actually every audition i do go into everyone's like that's a really unusual name and they want to know that you know they want to know the story and and i've had that all my life um and so yeah i think it definitely adds quirkiness and the expectation um I spoke to my mum about this before and she was like oh darling i'm i'm so sorry i, I hope i was <laughs> <laughs> and I've burdened you with a name that you know has a pressure but um for sure I don't think I I think I've always assumed that I would be unusual simply because of other people's reactions mm-hmm. interesting yeah. so be more chill my question to you is so you you get the role you, you get the job at, at that point are you already aware at how much is going to come with being cast in this role in terms of the fandom this show of course more than more than most maybe even more than pretty much all uh, Broadway musicals um has such a devout and robust fandom that really feels a lot of ownership over this show. There's a ton of people who fall very squarely into the Christine Canigula camp, so that's a lot of pressure as well. Um, was that something that you were aware of in auditions, in rehearsals, not until the show started? Like, wh- when did that um, sort of responsibility to the fandom become apparent to you? Well, I, like, you know, when I was auditioning for it, obviously I, I, I was looking up the material and everything and doing my research, but I hadn't checked the socials. I didn't check the Twitter. You know, I just hadn't thought of it because I think I was so busy at the time trying to do the audition and do the show and things like that. So I hadn't, it hadn't really occurred to me. And um, I, I mean, I, I got the offer through and I was ecstatic. I was like, wow. I told my parents, um, and my 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 mom and my dad, they really love to snoop um, online at just anything, you know. And my mom texts me and she goes, um, I don't know if you know this miracle, but I think Be More Chill's actually got quite a big following. Um, and maybe you should check the Instagram so you know kind of, you know, w- w- what you're in for and, and w- what might be to come. And I looked on the Instagram and I, honestly, I was like, wow, wow. wow. And um, the the cast list came out for the UK production, and I had fan art within like I don't know, like half an hour. Oh yeah. wow! And I could not believe it. Like I was like, this is amazing. And I will say this time and time again, I love sharing all the fans art on my social medias and everything like that because I know how much time it takes for them to do yeah. things, and some of it is just beautiful like and yeah I just I I have a lot of love for the fans and meeting them after the show um you know is always my one of my favorite parts of okay good awesome I think that's a very important part oh there's Alana are you back we saw you for a second Alana (laughs) do you see her miracle 
No, I don't. I can oh. see you guys. I'm so sorry, but keep okay. going. Okay. Right, I can I hear can, you. I could hear you, but you couldn't hear me. So we got I, back in full force now. I'm 100% enchanted and keep going. Right. Amazing. Um, yes, meeting the fans uh, after the show is like awesome. Um, they come from all over. Some people have come from America, some people, you know, Germany, Spain. France, you name it. We had some people from Mexico, Australia, um, and it's awesome. Sometimes they bring you like you know, like hand-drawn illustrations, um, which mm. is it, just awesome. And they look like you, you know, it's Christine with like really long hair, and I'm like, wow, <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, it was obviously a bit nerve-wracking because I know how much the fans obviously love um, the original cast, um, you know, and Stephanie and everything like that. Um, but they're all lovely and really supportive. And I sort of was a bit nervous because I was like, oh, but they're the originals. Um, but I think the only thing you can do is just, um, just know how much, you know, we're such a family anyway, like, with the creators and everything and all of the original cast and stuff, you know, we've seen all the footage and I, I love everything that they all do. So it's, it's just amazing to just take the story and all you can really do is just put your own heart into it really. Yeah. It's funny because I, I asked that question and then almost instantly realized that like, even I remember when the casting announcements came out that there is just such a great embrace by the fandom that like, you know, what seems like something that could boil over into, oh my God, there, there's such a responsibility here and this fandom is so robust and so like, you know, feel so much ownership. But to, to come to think of it, it's like, even me as a fan of the show when the casting announcements come out and they see the photos, and read the bios, it's like instantly like, listen, if Joe, if the Joes and Steven and the casting yeah. director these people, I am in no matter what, I can't wait to see what they're gonna do. So, so maybe that question is more of a, I need to start thinking about that question more of as a, of less of a negative and more of a positive. Like, what was that feeling like when you, you realize, yeah, you're getting fan art in 30 minutes of the announcement coming out and all of a sudden you've got people drawing you as the role. Like, it's, that's amazing. It's amazing. And the fans, they literally, like you say, they just embrace you. And like, I'm pretty sure they did the cast announcement and people were just literally like, we love these people already. And that is, that's Be More Chill. That is Be More Chill. It's love and it's, um, it's awareness of, of our community in general, like globally, um, the humans that we 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 touch with, what it, you know, what we can do with our art, um, with our voices, everything like that. That is be more chill. It's the community, and it's the way the fans are able to just embrace everything. And I think it is a place where you can go if you are a fan. Um, and feel like, oh, I belong to this, um, and I'm a part of something. And, you know, the show covers so many issues that are really relevant today um, for everyone, especially like at this time, you know, the anxieties and the voices in your head, and, you know, every one of those characters is going going through something personal that is, is completely individual to them. And if somebody out there can relate to that, and we're helping to tell that story, um, then, yeah, it's just, it's just awesome to be a part of it, really. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. 
We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Um, did, you know, did you know any of the cast before you were cast? Were there any people in the show that you'd worked with before or known? Um, so actually, weirdly, well, okay, so Millie and I, um, Millie O'Connell um, and I actually were in the auditions, like, together. Like, we were, like, literally back-to-back in every audition. So I kind of knew Millie a little bit um, just through the, the process. Um, but weirdly, I had actually worked with Scott before. Um, oh. What did yeah. you guys do together? We did a new musical called The Lost Ones. Um, it was actor muso. Scott was seventeen. <laughs> He's such a. a He's talented. still seventeen. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Call me when you're eighteen. Let's talk then. Like he gets younger every day. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. not. It's not fair. Quite no. Fair. No. Don't um, like it. No, I don't. Like it. I, I remember Scott because I walked in. It was an actor muso show. Scott was playing the violin. I was playing the guitar. And I walked in and I thought, man, that boy looks young. I was like a little bit gel because I was like, wow, he's like working in the industry and he's yeah, yeah, wow. Um, and actually, we were kind of um, supposed to be like love interests um, in in the show, um, which was weird. Um, and yeah, uh, it was going to have a slightly bigger workshop. Um, I um, unfortunately. Um, then booked a, a different job. Um, so I went and did that and I didn't get to sort of spend more time on that workshop. But yeah, we, we had a we had a solid week on that show together. <laughs> well, wow. listen, that's an extra week in terms of like relationship building that others <laughs> might not have had. So how did you handle um, your entrance? That is like one of the most iconic musical theater entrances. You have the magic of the buildup to your arrival from the other characters, which is incredible. Yes. But then you have to like, it's like the sea's parting and Christine arrives and the pressure of that, I feel like could be a lot for someone. How am I going to live up to this expectation of being Christine? So yeah. how did you like, can you talk about that a little bit? I mean, like Stephen Brackett will tell you, like he was laughing at me for a really like a, a good few days because I just <laughs> I just that's supportive. Yeah, I mean it's important throughout the whole process that Stephen yeah. Brackett you. Um, but I couldn't quite 
smash it. Like I just because it was choreographed as well, it was like Christy, boom, 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 cap, you know. And it has a very, very specific timing and kind of like choreo, but it's like naturalism choreo. And I just couldn't nail it, honestly, for at least a good week and a half. I just I just couldn't nail it because I think it's so personal to the character. And up until the very last like moment on opening night, we changed, we actually changed my entrance um, because the chapstick was just just went flying off the stage every time. And I just was unable to drop it well enough. Um <laughs> that's okay that's okay so what did you end up like but was that did that were you scared of your entrance or did you learn to love your entrance it that opening number ended up being one of my favorite bits of the show I just loved it it's the most playful thing they gave me these heart sunglasses which i wish i could keep maybe maybe i will be able to um they're awesome and i kind of you know went in and honestly those those entrances in that number i loved playing them so much every night because i just would make up something bonkers new that she was doing you know in her own christine world and i didn't i didn't become nervous anymore but definitely in rehearsals i was nervous every single time yeah yeah i think it took a while to get used to can you talk to us a little bit about that first preview um i would assume that you know the the stories are legendary already just like for broadway not broadway that the energy in the room is electric were were you prepared for for that crowd on that night no nope and I was not. Um, I was not prepared. I thought first preview might be quiet audience. Like you know, we don't know. I mean, I'd heard it was sold out in the previews, but I was like, it's probably not. Maybe they're letting in. Like I, I don't even know what I thought. I think I was still stressing about finding my shoe or something. Um, but I, I, I honestly, the love that they had for us. And every character who made their entrance and they applauded and they whooped. And I was like, it's a le- it, the adrenaline is something else. It was incredible. Like we were just all like buzzing afterwards. Like we just couldn't believe it. Like, if the rest of the run is like this, I mean, we're, we're never leaving. We're not leaving. <laughs> I was thinking about the irony of sort of doing Rocky Horror right before this, which is a show, not all musicals lend themselves to this, but Rocky Horror is a show where the audience feels like they want to sing along because they know it so well. Um, And I wondered if Be More Chill felt like that too, where suddenly you're in a show that's the first time you're doing it, yet everyone in the audience knows the words already. That was certainly true in America. Was that happening in your audiences as well? Yeah, I mean, going from Rocky Horror to Be More Chill was almost like, it was like being in the same galaxy, you know, but different planets. It was the same galaxy, different planets. Mm-hmm. It felt really like there was a lot of synergy between the two shows. It's even to, to even like, you know, down to the fandom and um, the way 
the show uplifts, you know, the audience member, the way they come in there themselves. And, you know, a lot of female chill fans, they come in cosplay. Um, in Rocky Horror, there are bits that people clap at and they shout out and it's amazing. And so I was really lucky because I thought, oh, after Rocky Horror, I, was like, I probably won't do a show where people are going to shout at me and sing along in the audience and applaud halfway through, you know, you know, when Michael in the bathroom comes out. Whoa! Yeah. Yeah, uh, those, yeah um, the bit where he comes with the Mountain Dew. Um, but I was really lucky that that was that was the more chill. And so I just felt really lucky and humbled to go into production where that was the culture. And, you know, without fail, each night there was, I mean, there was probably more people in the audience. There was always somebody singing along in the Be More Chill. I always often, whenever I'd start a um, guy that I'd kind of be into, I'd always look to like Rosie and there was always somebody just going, oh, it's, it's this song. Oh, it's this song. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the nights, one of the people on the front row was singing so loud. Um, but I, I mean, I'm fine with it because I'm used to it because Rocky Horror, you know, trained me really well in it. But I was laughing in my head so much because I was thinking, I am literally listening to this person right now, but I'm singing. So I was like, I hope I don't get the words wrong, you know, like, because, but it's great. I mean, it, why not? It's fascinating because, you know, I, I did a chat yesterday on a Facebook Live with an artistic director of a theater company in Montreal. And we were talking about the topic of like cell phones and theaters. Now I'm squarely on the camp of like, no. And like, it's just this one sacred place for me that I, I don't want that to happen. And she said, yeah, and like the 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 Jeremy O'Harris's of the world, he's the guy who wrote a slave play on Broadway, mm -hmm. who is like very pro the idea. He's like, yeah, Rihanna came to see the show and he was thrilled that she was texting him during it. Um, and like I see both sides of it, but she was reminding me that like that's what theater was for centuries. That people would come and it was a party and you would yell at the audience, at the actors. You would shout and, and react vocally. You would get up from your seat. You would do things. I mean, for a certain period, she was explaining how, like, the opera was the place where you would go to have an affair. And you go there to, like, make out with your affair partner in the, the box. And it really has had me thinking for the past 24 hours since I did that. And, and it's interesting, this Rocky Horror, Be More Chill conversations happening, that theater maybe can and should be this place where the audience doesn't just sit there politely and, and watch quietly. Like, the, there are other options there, and it still can be wonderful and, and not feel, you know, rude or disruptive. Well, I am totally fine if they want to, like, make out during the show. I would totally prefer that than them talking on the phone to somebody else <laughs> during my play or the, the phone ringing or any of that, but 100% making out. Great. Just when we're voting. When you were in high school, um, is there a character in this show that more represents who Miracle was at the time? Or is Miracle the most like Christine in her high school experience? Yeah, I wish I wish I could say it was a different character just for fun, but um, Christine, yeah, I uh, Christine, maybe maybe a bit Michael, maybe you know, because you know he's he's pretty chilled as well. He just kind of does his own thing, and he's yeah. Um, I think like both those characters, um, I've always had a sense of who I was, a very strong sense of who I am, um, kind of you know what what I, what I stand for, um, you know what I liked to do. I mean, I. The funny thing about me in high school is I just was never going to do anything else. I was never going to do anything academic. I just didn't have the attention span for it. And, you know, the teachers would always sort of 
like laugh because I I just always be late to class and they were like where are where are you I was like I was in the music block or I was in the drama department or I was doing dance class and they're like and they kind of just went yeah fair enough because I just was that kid who I I just wanted to do something creative and that's why I think I really do relate to Christine because although she probably has got lots of academic you know interests and, and and aspirations I think the one thing we have in common is that I kind of knew from a very young age no, this is what I'm passionate about. And, and that's, that means a lot to me. So I think, again, that's what I try to take into the, the character. But also with Michael, he's, you know, he, he doesn't mind not being the cool, coolest kid at school. And he's kind of his own person as well. So I feel like maybe a mix between the two of them. I love that. Um, I'm I'm reminded of when Scott was telling us about how he, um, unlike what a lot of actors will do, instead of avoiding previous cast recordings and watching footage from other casts, and you already kind of hinted that you you had as well, is that something that you embraced in the process that you were like totally fine with the fact that there were two recordings out with Stephanie Hsu and lots of footage to watch, or were, or were you trying to avoid that? Um, so before the audition, I. I listened to the recordings of the, the, the Broadway cast a few times to get kind of the sense of the show and the story and the narrative. Um, but personally, I, I really don't like to, to watch other actors or hear other actors doing the role, especially if I'm auditioning, because I want to try and bring the most me I possibly can without imitating someone else, just because it's always going to serve you better to have your own uh, spin on on any character you go up for um and I think that's really important in the rehearsal process as well just to make sure you know like if there's something you're unsure about in uh, like a story thing like uh you know the party monster or something like that you're like oh maybe I need to see what this is because I'm not quite sure what I'm referring to I would refer to a recording um but I hadn't actually seen any of the footage um oh, until the show opened uh and then I watched it all <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that's good. That's right. That's cool. Because then you've yeah. already got it pretty much set. Yeah. And you've got your Christine, and then it's kind of fun to see what other Christines are. Exactly. And then I kind of binge watched uh, all all the Be More Chill material online because I thought, well, I've earned it now. The show's open. <laughs> but yeah, I kind of, I think with every role, it, because as an actor, the only thing that you have that makes you stand out is the fact that you're you it's really important to just try and steer away from any influence and that's purely it it's just the influence um you know if i wasn't if i was sort of not going in for a show or something i'd happily sit there and watch you know any footage for days but um yeah awesome do you have um any moments that really stand out for you in terms of interactions with fans whether it was at the stage or after the show or online uh, since since uh, the casting news came out like has there been moments that you really just sort of valued and, and think you'll remember forever oh like countless countless moments um yeah meeting everyone after the show is is awesome like you don't realize what you do touches so many people and then you get to actually meet them and a lot of time in, in a job you, you wouldn't even know the effects of, of what you've done and how that might affect someone else but we had very long queues every night um I went down the line you know as long as we could before the whole corona thing um kicked in um 
went and met all the fans and um, a lot of them have said how the show has helped them you know through anxiety and depression and, and things like that and it just it just means the world to them and I've had a lot of uh, messages and sort of saying how you know maybe my performance because I'm so free and so free in the performance and just going out there and being who I am how it's helped people to feel like they can do the same thing and and they don't need to feel judged and it's okay you can be like weightless and just be yourself um, and I think that's the thing that's touching the most and the thing that I realize is the most important thing about Christine to go out there and just be free and that's that's yeah it's it's incredible and that's kind of why we do it isn't it so yeah it's interesting how you say that it, it's it's rare in a job in any job to see the effects of what you're doing, but most importantly, immediately. Like someone pointed out to me, I think it was during the Broadway run of Be More Chill, I, I ran the VIP room, which was when cast and, uh, uh, cast and crew, family and friends would come backstage. And so I was constantly like, you know, sending the cast out to the stage door and, you know, they're, they're coming back and they like, that was exhausting or whatever it may be. And like someone pointed out to me, is like, think about like an accountant and they do their day, they do their work day. They do all their math and their spreadsheets and file their taxes for their clients, et cetera. And then imagine having to go through an hour of all of their clients saying how much that meant to them right. and how much that changed their lives and how much doing that was. And it's like such a part of it. I mean, it's a glorious, wonderful, even sometimes exhausting part of it, but it's just mm -hmm. wild that that really truly is a part of it, that you do your job and then immediately through, of course, applause and standing ovations and whatever it may be, people are, are showing their appreciation, but then a stage door experience, adding on another 45 minutes, 60 minutes to that of like, just constantly people explaining to you how much that affected them. It's wonderful. Absolutely. And, you know, the, the amount of people who say they, they relate to Christine or, you know, you, you know, get so many people say, oh, I want to play Christine, like, you know, when I'm older or things like that. And it's always so like warming to hear and, and you're like, oh, you should go for it. She's, like, She's my favorite character in a musical. And it's like, oh, so cute. Um, and and yeah. Joe, Joe Iconis wrote the, the anthem for every musical theater and performance lover with I Love Play Rehearsal. Absolutely. Like, like he found a way to express no matter who you are, no matter what part of theater you you hang your hat on, like that song will live forever, right? Absolutely. Just as like this kind of anthem that, you know, I walk down the street, inevitably that song pops in my head. I didn't play that part, right? But the idea that like you got to own it and you got to voice it and be the person who kind of sings that, national anthem of all things theater <laughs> is like it must have felt so incredible in hearing your story and knowing that you from the time you could open your mouth were singing and dancing and just expressing yourself in that way it must have been really amazing that someone like I always feel like Joe just wrote songs like he was somehow in my head or read my diary and then put it in a song right like it's such yeah. an extraordinary talent and you got to do it the yeah, I mean, the lyrics in all of the songs are just so awesome, and they're so they feel so verbatim and and of the minute, and exactly what that character's feeling. He just he manages to capture it completely, and um, I think yeah, the hardest thing about playing Christine, and no wonder that's the audition song because you live that. I'm I'm living that as an actor. So yeah. 
living that. So many of the fans you meet are like, theatre is everything to me. And I love play rehearsal. It's exactly how I feel. And I sang this song and it makes me feel like this. And so to be able to, you know, be the face and the, the vessel for this incredible song that so many people relate to is is amazing and that's where you're you know that's where I when I got that material for I thought this is where I can flex my acting muscles because there is she goes through such a massive journey and we all know it as well and I think it probably is was my most favorite thing to do every night um and it's just that that bit at the end where she's you know it's starting it's starting and she's we described it as Christine's Disneyland because she's just, she's just living her best life and she's owning the stage and, and getting an applause after that every night. That's an actor's dream. That, that is why you do it. That's why you love play rehearsal. It's just encompassed. <laughs> and also that song in particular, like it starts really gently, right? Like she just starts feeling out, like, is this someone who's going to receive this? And then, Absolutely. and then screw it. Like, who cares what he thinks? I'm gonna sing this entire like. <laughs> it's she's amazing. Really cool. Impressions. She got everything. She's doing any of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I got to a, a a stage in in the run where I was I was doing a lot of movies in in that little. There's a little bit where you can kind of like improv it every night. I was doing a lot of like my favorite movies, like The Grinch, like doing a Grinch impression, or like doing Darth Vader. And, like, yeah, it's just, it's awesome. And um, working with Joe is incredible. He is such a lovely man and um, amazing experience. So I feel like you said it earlier, but uh, there was so, I, I then my volume went out. When you think about like the thing that Joe said to you, that sort of, like you said something about going against the, did the you grid. say grid? The, yeah. Yeah. Was, did that make sense to you? Did that sort of go, okay, I got it. In, yeah, instantly it made sense to me because she has to almost be the one that doesn't lose it. You know, she has a she has a journey in the show, um, but it's quite an internal journey for herself. And it's actually a very adult one, um, maybe compared to what you might see the other characters uh, dealing with. Um, and she has to she has to be the strong one to stay there so that the other characters can rotate around her just so the story has, has that anchor. Um, and the amazing thing about her is, like he said, she's against the grain because she doesn't mind, she doesn't care what anyone thinks. She really doesn't. And, you know, Jeremy might want to be popular or they might have social anxiety about this or you know, I'm in love with this character, blah, 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 but Christine, it's like, it's very adult. It's like, no, what is the right thing to do? What's the wrong thing to do? What is the future? What, you know, she's the one who's asking those very adult questions. And in a weird way, it makes her slightly more unique because she doesn't get swept into the anxieties and things like that. Yeah, for sure. Miracle, what um, have you been doing uh, in quarantine? Like, what's been your go-to sort of cozy, wonderful way to get through this? Um, <laughs> I have my answer that everyone knows, which is playing Animal Crossing on Nintendo Switch. Um, like, what, what's the thing that you go to that's like the thing that's getting you through the past few weeks? Hmm, my go-to, I've been practicing a lot of guitar um, and 
practicing. You played and, before, like you're just uh, practicing, or are you teaching yourself how to play guitar? Uh, yeah, so I I play a bit before, um, okay. but I'm trying to like get get better at it, um, and I'm trying to keep myself busy as as well. I'm doing a, like a solo gig next week, um, so I'm learning a bunch of new material for that. Just getting really stuck into some you know songs and singing and reading. I'm reading as well. I'm reading some Jack Kerouac at the minute, actually. Oh, cool! Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, I used to be a very big beat poet uh, scholar, but that was 20 years ago in high school, and I, I forgot all about it. But the books are still on the bookshelf, and oh, even no. yesterday I saw one. I was like, I need to get back into the beats again. Yeah, I think you should. Yeah, no, that's really that's really cool. No, I I've been really enjoying that and kind of learning all his teachings, which has been um, interesting. And also, I've been watching a lot of documentaries about Japanese food. Okay, all right. Cool. That is very niche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to do that when we finish. I Why know. Not? It's so calming. I, I just can't get over how calming Japan is. Every time I'm watching a documentary in Japan, it just make, I'm just intrigued. I'm fascinated. Like, it's what like, is it, do you think? Do you think it's just because everything is very orderly and, and clean and organized? Yeah, clean, organized, like a completely different, um, you know, type of landscape of cities i'm like fascinated by the culture i absolutely love eating so much ramen all the time and sushi so like i'm like kind of see the i see the the food and like you know like satisfies me <laughs> to watch all the nice food but like uh, interesting culture as well just really calming yeah sounds like it, it seems like the three of us need to plan our japan trip as soon as quarantine is over we'll meet you in tokyo yeah. In September, if not 2020, 2021. <laughs> well, we are over the moon that we got to spend this time with you. You know, we're all looking for moments or an hour in this case of joy and distraction and inspiration. And you really offer that on every level. And we're so grateful to you and your talent and your singular voice and the way that you really from moment one, there was no one else who was gonna play this part. Like it was yours. And we have to thank your parents for giving you the name that has sort of opened up um, from day one, your ability to kind of connect with people and understand your own specialness in that way. And um, anyway, Sam and I were devastated that because of Corona, we weren't able to get there to see you, but life is long and you never know. Yeah. Um, but the thing that we always ask everyone to answer when we come to the end is, I'm going to just ask you to finish this sentence, okay? Are you ready? I think so. <laughs> All right. Before the pub quiz begins, um, Be More Chill is? Beautiful. What else, what else is there? and lovely. That's it. Um, Miracle, is there any place that people can listen? I know that you are a very prolific uh, singer-songwriter. Is there is is there a name different from Miracle Chance to find your music, or is everything under one banner in your life? Um, I mean, I'm lucky. Luckily, nobody else had the name on it. Um, <laughs> Actors <laughs> Equity was like, no, you're good. Yeah, I'm not sure because you know it's a weird. Um, but yeah, no. Um, all my stuff. Um, I've got some quite kind of old stuff. Um, on Spotify under Miracle Chance. Um, uh, I'm going to be doing a solo gig, which I'm actually 
terrified and nervous about um, on the 20th of May. What month are we? I forget what day it is these days. Yeah. Uh, 20th of May. So if people want to tune in then, I'm going to be doing some original songs and be more chill stuff um, and some other musical theatre. Where can one watch that? Um, pardon? Where can one watch that? On YouTube? Oh, on the um, it's on the theatre cafe. Um, you can like oh, cool. get tickets, and um, it's going to be like a live stream, basically of the of the gig. Um, so I'm doing that because I was like, why not? A, I'm very nervous, but I'm gonna do it. Uh, and yeah, I'm doing that. And yeah, just miracle chance, I guess. If you Google me, hopefully, I'm. All right, yeah. last question: Who would have been your high school squip? Um, okay, I'm gonna stick with this one, which I love. But Joni Mitchell, she's a legend. Oh. She's a legend. Joni I mean, no one speak. No one speak after that. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> exactly. Mic drop. Drop the mic. Exactly. Miracle, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. It was absolutely our pleasure to spend this hour with you. I really hope I'm gonna get to see you perform Christine Canigula and Be More Tell in London one day soon. Thank you so much for having me, and I hope you guys get to see it too. Fingers crossed. Well, well. <laughs> All right. Crossed. Stay safe, be well, and see you on the other side. Thank you. Bye. Right. Bye. 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 Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor, and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists. What they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.